I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it is ridiculously early in the morning. I am headed to hunting camp right now. Deer hunting camp. This will be the third hunting camp of the year. Um, first one, you're going to get a, a journal. Uh, it's a solo hunting camp for me. And as a result, um, I'm going to be able to update you guys a little more easily. Uh, we, we, we did an in-deer camp podcast for the Florida opener, Brett, myself, Chase, and Brandon. It was a really fun time. Uh, but I haven't done one of these since last year, and I know that there were several people who really appreciated it, and so here we are. It is uh, not at all the kind of conditions I had been hoping for. I had been hoping for cold weather in early October, mid-October. It got ridiculously cold, and that trend has not continued highs are in the mid to high 80s up here on the panhandle and i'm headed to georgia for this hunt and it's not much different there lows are in the mid 50s if you're lucky uh in this instance uh it's today right now it's going to be a low of 57 a high of 85 Uh, tomorrow seems to be perhaps the best day from a weather standpoint going to be a low of 51 a high of 82 and then after that it's very very warm saturday and sunday so i've got between now and sunday to hunt and we're going to give it we're going to give it hell i don't know what to think of this it's pre-rut conditions uh i i, I i'm pretty confident in an odd way you know one of the benefits of the patreon group is you get a lot of different people you can talk to and uh, y'all are not the only people who benefit from that. I've said this time and time again. I benefit greatly from individuals in that group who have something to teach me. And I uh, reached out to Chicken Buck before this hunt, and I said, man, I'll be honest with you, here's my game plan, but 
not feeling super confident in it. And his response was exactly what I needed in that moment, which is, it sounds like you should have confidence and you just need to find it because your game plan is exactly what I would do. And so that's what I chose to take confidence in, right? Like the confidence came from being able to bounce it off a couple different people and everybody say, dude, it sounds like you're, you, you've got the right game plan. The conditions be what they may go, go do it, go experience it and have confidence in executing, knowing that you've got the right game plan. So here, here's what we're doing. Going up, driving through the morning. Uh, this is the first day of my four-day hunt. I will hunt this morning. I'm going to some historical sign. Uh, I hunted this spot in 2020, got a buck. Uh, last year, my buddy got two deer in this uh, almost exact same tree. And we're going back to this same spot. It, it seems to be best on the first day of the hunt. Whether that's for pressure, whether that's for... Uh, time of year, not sure. Uh, the conditions are a little bit different this year than they were the past couple of years. So I, I'm not certain how that's going to impact it, but this area always has a scrape line. It's a real lovely transition line between a pine flat, a uh, very mature pine flat, and the uh, swamp bottom adjacent to it. Some really good bedding in there. Uh, the, the one condition that I'm encountering that I have never encountered to date uh, on this block of timber is the lack of water. This area is bone dry and it is one big swamp. Go figure, it's the south. And so I don't know how that's going to impact deer movement. It, it could have a very adverse effect. It could not have any effect at all. And we're going to see, but I'm going to start off hunting that one spot. And midday, I'm going to get down and go set up camp. I'm going to scout another spot that I found late last year uh, had water in it then this spot will not have water now and I'm going to scout my way in see if I don't find a hot feed tree there was some really great bedding and a thick cut over from a previous year uh, several years ago that just never has typically holds water and you can't burn it and so uh, the deer bed in that and make their way to the edges to you know filter out and I found some really nice oak trees on the perimeter and I'm going to check them uh, the, the trails and the rub lines on that transition zone were uh, killer and uh, we had that we had a really nice buck twice chased past us so I'm cautiously optimistic uh, again different time of the year that I'm hunting this block but I feel like it's going to be uh, better to try and catch them on the front end of things. I've always done better with pre-rut versus rut exper uh, habitat or time of year. So feeling pretty good about it. And I'm going to keep you guys posted as we go. Uh, a long time ago, I heard Zach Farrenbaugh say, find one condition. Don't try and make them all your, take, don't make all the conditions your advantage, but find one condition that you can own and completely put it in your advantage. And so when I look at the forecast, despite the hot temps, despite a lot of different things that you could say are, are negatives about this hunt, one of the biggest benefits we have is the winds are going to be absolutely perfect. I mean, I could not have drawn it up better uh, if, they, if they stay consistent, and, and I hope they will. I think they will based on the models I'm seeing. Uh, these, these winds will literally allow me to access both of these these areas 
without blowing out the bedding. And I, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how big an advantage that is. So I guess with all of that said, I'm going to let you guys go. I've got about another hour and 45 minutes until I get there. I got to change clothes and boogie into the woods. And so we're going to get after it. And I'm going to keep you guys posted. I'm going to try and do these one in the morning uh, and one in the evening at a minimum. Just a little recap for you guys. That way you can kind of see my mindset as I go into it. And then see how that shifted afterwards. If something dramatic happens in the middle of the day, I'll try and capture that for you guys uh, as it happens. But that's the goal for this. I'm going to try and keep these relatively short. This one, this one already has turned out to be seven minutes long. So several days of hunting. Be a pretty nice little journal entry for you guys. And hopefully I learned something along the way and hopefully you guys are able to figure out what that is, uh, from this audio clip, even if I'm unable to discern it. So y'all be good. We're going to see what happens here shortly. Morning, everybody. It is day two. I got, let's see here, seven hours of sleep last night. Even with the seven hours of sleep, I still really thought about not getting up. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are ever, I don't know if anybody would really ever admit to it. But even during a, a hunt like this, it can be exceptionally difficult to get up. And uh, <laughs> this is no exception for me. Driving, driving through the night to get here um, only to... <laughs> get your get your teeth you know your teeth kicked in and wake up the next day it can be a little bit uh on the difficult side to stay motivated As intrusive doubts everybody knows about intrusive thoughts i think you have like these intrusive doubts that kick in but i'm up i'm going i'm right on time maybe maybe a few minutes late if you want really really wanted to nitpick uh first person out of deer camp but this is not a particularly motivated group of individuals uh, that are camping up here so we're going to uh, oh excuse me coffee hadn't kicked in yet I'm going to get back in this spot I got to put my I got to dig my jacket out it's a little chilly this morning 51 degrees um, I dig my uh, my jacket out of the pa- out of the crate in the back and uh, put that in my bag and it will be good actually so yeah be in the stand here in about 30 minutes yesterday at 10 o'clock the only deer i saw uh two deer was a buck dog and a doe um they went back into a thick bedding area where he could corral her up and uh i've got enough history with this area to be pretty confident they weren't coming back out to where i was um it was getting hot it was a high 83 yesterday it's getting hot i was in the wide open um there was water and food cover back there and an easy way to corral her. So just didn't, just don't think he, they were coming back out. Um, could be wrong, but, um, I just don't think, think I was, um, so got down mid midday scouted and found a bowl, uh, adjacent to the swamp with some good sign, you know, always hunt the freshest sign you can find. I, I can't say that enough. And so we're in a bit of a transition here. They they are moving from White Oaks, which just finished dropping about a week ago. Um, you can still find a couple here and there. 
and I found one of those trees just absolutely loaded. It was four overcup oaks that were just absolutely loaded with deer scat, hair, and scrapes. Now, the scrapes were all very fresh. Uh, the scat was fairly fresh, um, but the amount of scat told me it was worth hunting, and it was adjacent to where I was uh, earlier that, that day, that morning. And so, gave it a sat, heard a deer bleeding, um, heard some deer running, never actually saw them. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in the money. Uh, I'm in the, the sauce, uh, <clears throat> to set to some extent, um, to what extent I don't know, but to some extent I'm definitely where I need to be. I've got this block of timber to myself. Um, and so I'm going to do kind of like one more observation hunt this morning. Uh, it, it's, it's with the gun. So not, it, you know, not really much in the way of an observation hunt you know I've got a 250 yard range uh, but at the same time I'm not going to be a, a really aggressively trying to pick a piece of cover and get in there with it instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to survey two of these different uh, swamp bottoms that pinch down to about a hundred yard swath of open pines and uh, the, the sign was on either side of those open pines and these deer out here really live out in those pines a lot of the time. So the likelihood of being able to put, put eyes on something this morning, to have something chasing this morning, I think is actually pretty high. It's going to be the coldest day of the hunt today. Tomorrow is going to be miserably warm. I think a low of 65 today, uh, tomorrow. So uh, kind of putting all my eggs in this basket for right now. If I don't see any deer today or hear, hear deer chasing or have a good indicator, I'm probably going to pull mid-morning and go scout another block of timber that I know is getting uh, pressure from the south but not the north uh, where you can kind of finagle your way in. So I'm going to let the pressure kind of push things to me. The other thing is uh, yesterday afternoon there was an immense amount of pressure just south of, of the on the south side of the swamp that I was hunting the north side of all day yesterday so same kind of similar effect could be happening here where you have a bunch of guys pushing into a swamp doing a deer push those deer start to feel the pressure they adapt they go to the north side where I am um, and you've got you know close to 700 acres that only has one human in it uh, so cautiously optimistic as always for some reason, that just never changes with me. And uh, we're going to give it hell. Day two, day one was, was, is, was tough, man. I was falling asleep yesterday afternoon in the stand. That is for sure. Uh, it, is, it is really tough uh, driving through the night and then trying to stay alert. And walking, you know, I'm, I'm walking through the vines that are, you know, briars that are, you know, waist high. And so they're just grabbing onto your feet the whole time and holding you in place and it's just a mess, but in any fashion, man, a lot of good deer sign out this way. Um, feeling pretty good about it. They should start shifting from the white oaks to the water oaks here shortly. There's not much in the way of a red oak uh, crop here outside of water oaks. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen at any point in time that's the beauty of, of hunting the rut that's the beauty of hunting in general you know if you've ever checked your trail camera and you've had a buck randomly show up but on daylight oh that that was it that was the that was old lady luck laughing out loud you got to be out there to kill him you can't kill him from the couch 
you must be the man in the arena. So here we are, tired, probably a little bit on the dehydrated side of things, but we're doing it. We are doing it. So catch up with you guys on the backside. Well, folks, we are back at camp. Oh, what a long day. Hunted this morning and uh, on my way in, bumped a lot of deer, had had two bucks fighting, and uh, oh, excuse me, it's a long day, but I uh, had two deer fighting and uh, had one chasing a doe in an area that I couldn't really couldn't really get to where I wanted to get to without pushing past them, and so I set up as close as I could. And it was a debacle of a setup, a really bad tree. It's the only one available. The wind wasn't doing what it was supposed to. It just did not pan out well. So kind of pulled out of there. And ultimately, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Just spent the rest of the day scouting. Um, starting from 2 o'clock on, I just went from block to block to block, and I found a pattern in the swamps that was familiar to me in other areas and found a lot of really good deer. Bumped uh, what has to be one of the largest bucks I've seen on public land. Uh, come up with a game plan if I need to hunt there in the morning. Um, but then I also ended up bumping, uh, some really nice deer across a swamp and a creek crossing, uh, that has just absolutely tore up a sign, um, feeding sign, heavy rut sign, really, really big rubs, really aggressive scrapes, which is always good to see. And the closer you got to the bedding area, uh, the more intense it got. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my shot in the morning and go back to that river so long as I can get there before everybody else, which I think I will, and uh, sneak back in there and 
give it a shot. It's kind of one of those all or nothing spots. I don't think I'm going to see a bunch of deer, but I think uh, the, the deer I see should be a really nice buck. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. It's going to be a long walk. It's going to be a warm walk. It's going to be the warmest day of the hunt, of course. Um, I'm hoping that the deer that I busted uh, wasn't him. But if it was, hopefully there's other deer that are using that area as well. I know there's hogs in that area, so should be a target-rich environment. The winds are not going to be ideal at all. They're going to be out of the east-southeast, which screams squirrely. So I'm painting a grim picture here. It's going to be warm. The winds are going to be unpredictable, and I'm going to be hunting a very like small, known area. So target area. So I don't know what is going to come of this, but we're going to we're going to give it hell. You know, I'm going to shoot my shot. I get one hunt left, and then I don't get to hunt this place again until uh, maybe next year. So I've got nothing to lose. It's a long walk. It's a hot walk. Some unpredictable circumstances, but it's one of those things that it could pay off. And you've heard Brett talk about it. If you see deer do something, go see why. Um, I busted these deer, or at least some of these deer, over and over and over again. They were very comfortable in the cover they were in, but I was walking down a path that... Um, just something told me to keep walking to the end of it. And these deer would run a hundred yards and lay back down, run a hundred yards and lay back down. And finally they got up and ran across the Creek and I heard splashing and there's no water to be had anywhere. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And when I walked in there, um, definitely found, uh, found the buck sign, found the crossing, found some feeding sign and yeah, the rest is history. So. yeah i don't know what else to say kind of a cattywampus day the other the other spot i went to was a swamp that's severely dried um it is a desert of leaves in there right now and loud as can be but we had some good wind so i was able to kind of creep on the winds and i ended up getting within five yards of a really great buck um found his bed there's really no way to set up on it at all um which is probably why he's there I found a way to hunt some of the paths that go to his bed about 100 yards away. Um, so the current game plan is go to the creek, but if I get beat there, then I'm going to double back to the cutover and give it hell. So, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. See you guys in the morning. All right, folks. <laughs> this is the final installment of this journal series. Um, you know how the morning played out. I was not feeling going into the woods. I had every excuse not to go in my head. And I just kind of want to summarize a few things before we talk about the hunt. Brett Mashburn, and among others has really invested in me as a deer hunter as of late. He and I, because of proximity and our ability to, you know, drive and meet up at a local spot that we're both interested in, I've been able to learn a lot by following in his footsteps. And one of the things he talked about, and, he, and he's proven a couple times now, uh, you're, if you recall, if you're a fan of the YouTube channel, which I highly, highly recommend you guys go check out because we got some, I think we're up to eight, seven or eight, kill videos this year that are going to drop on the channel, which is phenomenal. Um, one of the things that we did was we went out to a peninsula in a marsh, an area where I busted deer and watched them run off to. And Brett's whole philosophy was this summer, let's get in there and let's figure out why they went there. Cause if you see a deer run to a place, it's a safe place for that deer. There's a reason why they ran the way they did. And yesterday, I had multiple deer refuse to leave security cover as I walked parallel to them on a trail. They were downwind of me. I was just speed scouting an area. And they refused to really get out of dodge. They would run 100 yards and they'd lay down. They'd run 100 yards and they'd lay down. And they felt safe where they were. And eventually, when they got to the edge of that security cover, they left and jumped across a creek. And that creek was on the adjacent side to uh, both food and water. And it was readily apparent that these deer were crossing the creek, leaving a bunch of deer sign, and then going into that bedding cover. And from multiple directions, they could scent check that bedding area. And I just want to point out that that was my logic into going back to this area. And so I uh, went in there this morning, got in really, really clean really clean very quiet didn't spook any deer and I really felt good about that got to the base of my tree and it was very hard for me to find the motivation to climb the tree a lot of self-doubt started to kick in is this the right tree my you know the, the, the tree canopy was so thick that my my mapping apps couldn't be super relied upon and so it was one of those situations where you kind of had to mentally grind through it and this is the other part that I, I kind of want to talk about and that is and the last podcast, literally, I think the podcast that we dropped before I went on this trip, we talked about how you need to go that little extra distance. That oftentimes, if you're not finding that success, it's because you you, you approached you approached the point of success, but you stopped just shy of it. And I think the reason why that is is because mentally it's very, very difficult to do what we do. And I don't think it's natural for our bodies to want to do it. And so 
uh, I got to the base of the tree. I made a decision. I'm already here. This is my last opportunity. I've already walked a thousand yards. At this point, it's time to climb a tree. And so I climbed that tree, got to the top, set up everything very smooth, slow as smooth, smooth as fast, and quiet, got set up, felt really good about my entry. The wind was doing exactly what I hoped it would be doing. Uh, it was swirling, but it was swirling in t- between two main directions, and it was a very consistent, favorable two directions. <coughs> so with that being said, I, I took a nap for about 45 minutes and woke up to deer running around me bleeding, uh, bleeding and grunting. So you had a, a doe being chased by a buck very, very clearly. Hogs off in the distance squealing, acorns just raining down. It was unbelievable the amount of oak side. I don't think I've ever been in a grove that was raining the way that it was raining here. There were coons, there were bobcats, all kinds of stuff in this area. This area just seemed alive. Sun came up, nothing happened. 8 o'clock rolls in, 8.30 rolls in, 8.45 rolls in. I needed to get down in order to be home to cook and clean, get ready for uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game. And when I was able to climb down, I'm sorry. And so about that time, I realized as I had gotten closer and closer to this creek, the amount of rut sign intensified over and over and over again. Scrapes went from dinner plate size to the hood of my truck. They went from just surface level to two, three inches deep. Rubs got, got laid on trees that were very, very large, very, very aggressive, and very high, tall rubs. And so it was one of those things where I had two very predictable winds that were every few, you know, 20 or 30 seconds were alternating. <clears throat> and my thought process was, I'm going to call. I'm going to do a calling sequence. And let's see what happens. Because my guess was the deer is not going to be able to play a favorable wind because the wind's going to be shifting. He's going to come in and just investigate. So I got on the grunt tube, did a, a, a tending grunt with a couple long uh, uh, grunts on the backside. And I look up. And I see a big, tall set of antlers stand up, and I, he was bedded 60 yards from me. I, I don't know when he got there or why. doesn't matter. Immediately saw this is a great deer. Um, <clears throat> if I had to put a number on it, let's just call it 80 inches to be safe. And so I look down, <clears throat> turn on my Sony, grab my rifle, look back up, and I've lost sight of this deer 60 yards away. And in front of me at about 35 yards, I see a four-corn buck very large round four corn buck um, right in front of me at 35 yards and so a bird in hands worth two in the bush I have been to this WMA for three straight years it has kicked me in the teeth this is the last five minutes the wind is swirling all I needed was for this deer to catch my scent and blow well, better yet both of them catch my scent because they were both in similar directions but not the same direction <clears throat> so it was, it was it's entirely possible so, I grabbed my, my Insta360, cut it on, put the crosshairs on the deer, waited for him to step out from behind a tree, quarter and two shots, slip real hard quarter and two, but with the seven mag, that does not mean a lick. Put it right in front of the shoulder, blew out the back behind the, the rib cage, deer dropped where he was. 160 pound, three and a half year old forked horn. Uh, real measly, weird rack. Uh, biologists, uh, they all convened around it because the evidence on the on the dental line said it was three and a half uh, I'll post pictures of it you guys can decide uh, on your own time um, I couldn't care less 
I got my first deer on that property in three years. And the best part about it is I did a lot of scouting. Whenever you don't feel confident, whenever you aren't on deer and you only have three days, scout. Scout until you find your confidence. And when I left that day, before I went to sleep, before I got home, when I left that day, I remember feeling confident. I had found three reasons to hunt that that particular spot. Food, cover, active deer sign. And I talk all the time, especially to new hunters, and that's the way I try and put it in there, is give me two or more reasons. Three is ideal, but give me two or more reasons to hunt this area. And if you can find a correlation between two, then there's probably a good reason to hunt that area. (coughs) Deer will lay sign in areas that aren't necessarily ideal to hunt. It's nocturnal sign or it's just a deer ambling through an area. But if you can find multiple areas, and to me, there were actually probably close to five reasons to hunt this area. Food, cover, water, which is scarce because that area was dry. There was absolutely no human sign and there were clear escape routes for all those deer. And so it was, a uh, you know, and the rut sign. So six, six reasons there. So there was just a, a need to hunt that area. And I'm really glad I got up and I went. I'm really glad I walked up to that to that line and, and of success and I, and I pushed myself a little bit harder. So use this as a success story. I know it's just a four, four point, but y'all know I don't care. So, and, and, and frankly, given the sign, it could have very easily been a much bigger deer. It could have been the deer that I saw... Uh, when he stood up, you know, if I hadn't seen that four point, I obviously would have been waiting for that other buck. I did have a shooting lane. I was waiting for him to show up in, um, y'all see in the video, I set up on the left side of the tree and I'm waiting for that buck. And then I see the other deer and he's on the other side of the tree. So I had to swap my rifle around the tree to the other side to shoot him. So, um, that that's the end of this journal series. I'd hope to have one more for you guys. Uh, already this year, but the hunt ended way too quickly. I shot my buck and went and, and my wife needed me to come home, but I've got another one of these that'll occur in early December and then maybe one of these in January. So, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in, supporting the show, whether that's telling a friend, leaving a like or or, uh, a review, I should say on uh, iTunes or following us on social or even better signing up for our digital deer camp through Patreon. Um, I, I'm really happy to have you guys and to continue to see this thing grow. This is my passion project. I love doing it. Um, I wake up every day excited to bring you guys content, and I'm so excited that you guys clearly enjoy it because we continue to grow week after week, and I'm just I'm I'm humbled that you guys tune in every week. So thank you for doing what you're doing. We got a giveaway we're drawing as soon as I get home. And uh, we got some other fun stuff lined up for you as well. So until next time, y'all do me a favor, get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. 
See Mint Mobile for details.